Oscar, I have a new challenge for you this week. I want you to try to build a city. How's that sound? I don't think I can build an entire city in a week. Well, in, it's going to be even harder than you thought, think because all you're going to be able to do to build it is use twigs, um, stones, berries, and um, amber resin. If you if you allow me to make the houses large, small enough, I can probably do it. Well, you're in luck because you're gonna be building it for little um, woodland creatures in the game of Everdell. Welcome to Board with Family Games. I'm your host Justin, and I'm your host Oscar. And every couple of weeks, we come to you to share a board game that we love to play together as a family so that you can play it with your friends and family. Please visit our website, boardwithfamilygames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. On that website, you can find links to the podcast, of course. You can find um, some of the games that we are playing, previous episodes. You can actually find links to buy these games if you want to play them with your family. So, Oscar, what are we looking at this week? Today we're looking at Everdell by Starling Games. And this is a fairly new game for us, right? Yeah. So we've been playing it for a couple um, weeks. It's been a lot of fun, but we wanted to bring it to you and share it with you. And what's the basic outline? What's the goal of this? Or what is this game? You're basically a bunch of little woodland creatures who are who want to build a city off your home called the Evertree. All right, and so that's it. We're going to do some city building today after a word from our sponsors. We would love for you to sponsor us. So if you're interested in board games, please sponsor us, and we'll be trying to probably sell some board games for anyone who's interested in them. And... Just contact us at our website, Board with Family Games. That's B O A R D with FamilyGames.com. And just contact us and. Sponsorships would include an ad spot right here on our pod- podcast every week. We'd love to have you join us. As we said at the outset, Everdale's a city-building game, or really that might be a little too grand of a term. I think they call it a town-building game, where you're building this town of critters to um, be the best town out there. But how do you go about doing that, buddy? What's the purpose and goal of this? Well, in order to build your town, it's basically all you... The tools are cards and your workers. You use the workers to go on those places to get the resources, which you need to then spend to get the cards, which you put in your city to make it a better city. Okay, so you're, um, you've are you got these couple of workers, you put them out onto the board that's so that you can get the resources you need, and then the cards that are going to be in your hand, there's also a communal card group, and they cost resources. So you spend the resources, you get the card, and... You go from there. So that's how you're building your city. How do you know who's doing best? Well, on each card, there's these little, well, these little circles with a number in them. And that's how many victory points the cards get you. So you can see someone with a bunch of cards to get you four or five victory points. And then you think, oh, wait, they're the people... 
that's the person to be trying to block out of their resources or try to just try to keep them down while you get higher. Okay, so you get those. There's also some events that you can complete, which is basically something you can do depending on which constructions and critters you have in your town. And then in the end, who wins? The person with the most victory points from events or their, or the cards in their city. For the look and feel of the game, there's little critters. They have little critters that look painted and are as realistic as possible for making them, trying to make them look kind of human. So they're wearing clothes and have, and under, in, on the bottom of the credit cards, they have a little saying that is, that gives them a kind of fun personality. Can you remember one? Um, for, uh, oh, for the postal pigeon, clouds, rain, and sun, the meal gets through. Okay. Because so, it's a pigeon that's a meal person. So it's giving you a little bit of a sense of the characters. Would you say these are goofy or are they uh, kind of more serious? They're more serious, but when you're having little creatures look like, trying to make them look like people, there's a certain amount of seriousness that you just can't quite get to. Okay, so I, th- I think that's a great way of putting it. You know, this is not a goofy game like some of the games we've played that are, you know, there's a lot of jokes in it. But it's just kind of like, it feels lighthearted, right? Because yeah. you've got these little uh, characters. All right, describe the board and everything for us. So, it's pretty much a circle, circular board. And on it, there's a little river. And along that river, there's places where you can put your workers to gain resource cards. There's a stump where you put a cardboard tree that you have to fit together. It's not real hard to put together, though. But this tree's still about a foot tall. I mean, it's a... It's a, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty big cardboard tree. Yeah. And at the, basically, like, at the roots of the tree... There's the well, there's the events that you get from having certain cards, and on the first layer of branches, there's random special events that could get you more points or fewer points possibly. Okay, so there's these. That's kind of one of the big points of the tree. It's it's not the most needed thing, but it's a neat thing to have. So you have that tree, and you have these events that are on there. And as we said, they're not. The way to get an event is you have to have the right things that you've built in your town already. Yeah. And there's some force on either side, like the lower uh, lower on either side. And you put random cards in specified slots. And those are real, are more powerful actions. But since people go after them quickly, they get taken up. And then you start using... The also possibly quite powerful actions along the river. Okay, so you've got these locations that you're going for. Some of them are set in, um, well, cardboard. They are part of the board. Then there are some other ones that are going to be randomly generated, so it just kind of keeps switching things up. You can't know exactly what you're going to have available to you in any game until you start playing. And then what goes in the middle of the um Big board. In the middle of the board, there's a big, large meadow, and that's actually called the meadow. And there you put 
eight cards that are open to anyone. Anyone can build them. My personal recommendation, don't make play, base your plan on them. Someone else could take it, and then your plan just got destroyed. Okay, so you've got that meadow. It's a communal card, as Oscar said. With anything communal, you don't know who's going to use it. Um, and so it's a real nicely laid out board. Everything's right there. Why don't you talk about the um, resource pieces? Because I think these are really neat. So there's twigs, resin, or really amber resin, pebbles, and berries. The twigs are actually wood. Sadly, I, I feel like they should have just left them to get that real wood feeling, but they still, you get the gist because they're, they're painted brown. So it's not like a bright green twig or something. <laughs> For the amber resin, it's clear kind of amber tinted plastic. The pebbles are little brown oval. Gray, gray oval. Oh, uh, yeah, gray oval. Gray oval plastic pieces. And then the berries are rubber, which we like because that makes them a little squishy. Yeah, so the, the cute little um, red berries and you can actually squish them. And so as you're playing the game, you sit there, you have your berry and you kind of squish it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, though so I have to say, I think they're meant to be blueberries. <laughs> How long does this uh, game take to set up? Um, not very long. You just have to shuffle multiple decks of cards. That's, I think, three decks place the you have to build the tree there's instructions to build it so you're not at a point of what am i doing and you have to place the resources on their specified location yeah so two of the three decks are really small decks there's not a lot of cards in them but the primary deck that has all the constructions and critters that's a massive deck that's a that's some serious shuffling there true but it shouldn't take too, too long to set up. I agree. Visit B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com for more information on this and other games. In a turn, you you place workers in the at a clearing wherever you want, and then you gain the specified effect. So... You might gain two twig symbols and a card. That there might be two twig symbols and a card symbol. That means you get two twigs and a card. Is it, what if you don't want to put a worker? Then you can build a building, assuming you have the specified resources. But you may not move on if you have to. The, you may not really advance your the your part of the game. If you don't have all your workers down. So you if you don't want to place a worker, you must be able to build a card or recruit a credit card. So every turn, you can do basically one of these three things. You're putting your worker somewhere, you're building into construction, you're recruiting a critter. But you only get to do one thing, right? There's yeah. not, it's not a multiple layers in a turn. You have one action you can take before it passes on to the next person. Yeah, and it just kind of... It just keeps going along that and it just keeps and you just keep going through your seasons until yeah. you get to winter. Before we talk about seasons, let's talk a little bit more about those constructions and critters. Can you how do they work in your um, town once you've gotten the resources you need? What how does it work? 
So each card has a specified effect. For purple cards, that gets you victory points. That doesn't take effect until the end of game. But for for green cards, it takes effect immediately. And whenever you have it, whenever you switch seasons to spring or autumn, you get that card's effect again. Okay, so we you every card has something laid out for it. It says exactly what it does, and you just you know you play the construction and you take that action. And as Oscar said, some of them you'll be able to use multiple times throughout the game. And some of them are just right when you get it, or you may never use at all if it's one of the red cards and you just don't want a place to work through there. Okay, so red cards, as um, we didn't mention, those are locations. Just like on the board, there's locations. It's a place you can put a worker and get a special effect. Yeah, and some of them are open, which means that other people can go there and take your card's effect. Which is always frustrating for us. <laughs> and I like to do it to you guys a lot. Yeah. Hey, I do it to you too. <laughs> so um, what about critters? So how do you get a critter? You, know, you need all this stone, wood, amber for the constructions. What do you need for a critter? You, what you t- use for a critter is, are the berries. You spend a certain number of berries to get a critter... Or if you have a specified a specified building, you can get that crater for free. All right. So as we're, you're thinking about setting up your town, it's a lot of order of what you want to do things in because, you know, maybe I want to build the courthouse because it's going to give me this great effect. But I also know that I have the judge in my hand or the judges in the meadow and you get a free judge if you have a courthouse. So you can do that and then you can get that free card um, without paying the berry costs. And so there's a lot of balancing between these things to figure out which way you want to go. But if you have, if let's say someone else has a courthouse and the judge is in the meadow, if you want the judge, you'd want to actually spend the specified number of berries to get the judge. Otherwise, the other person is most likely going to see you building the courthouse and just take it. Okay. Totally agree. Now, what about... Let's go to those seasons. What? How does the, um, you know, we mentioned it a little bit. What are the seasons? How many are there? How does it work? There's three. You can switch to seasons three times. So kind of like a year, four total seasons. What season do you start in? You start at the end of winter and you're just preparing for the next winter. Okay. So talk us through when you would um, change the season and um, what it means. When you change seasons, that means you advance farther in the game. That gets you a special effect, more work, an- another worker or two, and what a special ability under this worker symbol. And that, but that also progresses you through the game. And if you hit autumn and are like, oh wait, I should have done this in spring, and now I don't have. The berries to get why I was trying to get in autumn. You can't. You're stuck in autumn, and you're you've po- probably run out of workers, and you're stuck. Okay, so you can't go backwards. You start this. There's these four seasons. It's the course of a year. You um, each time you're at the end of what you can do, or because you th- think it makes sense for you to move forward faster, you can end your season, take the effects 
get your workers back, get a couple or get new workers um, so that as you go, you know, at the beginning, you start with two workers in the first season and your last season. You have six. So um, you have more actions that you can take as you go further along in the seasons. Overall, this game's pretty quick to get the handle of. The first time we started playing it by the um, final season, we were rolling. We pretty much knew what we were doing. With that said, there are a lot of different paths to victory here. Yeah, and no game's ever the same. So you can't just go in with the same strategy you had last game because most likely someone else has figured out a strategy to block your strategy or your strategy could just not be able to be to work in this game because you this is a lot of cards and so, so the game is never the same. Yeah, so you, you don't know which cards you're going to have in your hand, what are going to be available in the meadow, and those are going to decide how you start the game. Um at the beginning, you only have two workers. It seems like you'll never be able to get resources, but then as time goes on, you do find yourself getting them. It goes pretty smoothly um, throughout the course. We've really just enjoyed playing this game um, and found that it has worked really well for us as a family. Yeah, it really does. We always like to talk about, since we play this game as a family, some games can cause you to be frustrated and angry with each other. And some games seem to be a little bit more prone to that than others. How about Everdell, Oscar? How does that do for us as a family? Um, there's, It's limited frustration because it's not like you're going up to each other and raiding each other's cities or anything like that. I mean, you could take a house, well, a building or, building or critter that someone else wanted and really needed, and then that will be pretty frustrating. Or let's say... Someone needs two resin, and you put your person on the two resin place. Then they and so they can't get two resin. That's another way to get frustrated. But it's net. But that doesn't happen super often. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, you, you have limited resources, so you're all competing in that sense. But as Oscar said, you're not stealing. You're not destroying other people's areas. So those are the thing sorts of things that can really cause frustration for us and since we're not doing that we're just competing for the pieces it uh or the resources it doesn't seem to be as frustrating for us the one card that does seem like is the closest to destroying is a fool it brings down your points and it takes up a slot in your city which means that you can build fewer buildings because of that one card that's problematic for you. Yeah, it's the only attack card I can think of in the game. And it's even that it's not, you know, I've been fooled, you've been fooled, your mother's been fooled, and nobody gets real upset about it. I think you won the first game and I fooled you. Yeah, I, ha- I, had, I had that fool taking up a slot in my city and or my town and um, also costing me a couple points. Um, so... Yeah, I, overall, I think it goes real well with the family. I've had frustration, but it's more about I've made poor choices or other things like that as opposed to that um, people are making you angry. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly just you making poor choices or bad luck. Yeah. So um, for number of players, we I, again, we all, as we always say, we always play this for three or with three players. It's worked really well for us with three. Um, if you go up to four players, it opens up a couple extra locations on the um, forest cards. That's- because otherwise, you just have so much trouble because everyone 
would like the forest cards would be taken off first turn and you'd be stuck with the non-forest cards for a while. Yeah, so they so they op- expand that a little bit so that you have a little bit more opportunity to do things. Um, it does look like it would work pretty well for two players. It might be a little um, less intense of a game, but you know certainly is doable with two. And then there is a one-player version, though we haven't tried that yet. Yeah, and I don't know how long it's going to take us to try. <laughs> we don't. We, we never seem to want to sit down and just play a one-player game, but maybe someday. Um, for replayability, we've been playing this for a couple weeks now, and it mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like you know we we're still learning strategies, we're still trying new things. We've we've been enjoying it. It seems like the re- replayability pretty much goes on. Yeah, and. The sh- and we every once in a while we'll just share the strategies we've been learning because we know that we're never going to learn all the strategies. So we're just trying to get as many strategies under everyone's belts as possible. Yeah, I, I, I'd say for um, strategy, we're probably still scratching the surface of what we can do even after playing this a whole lot of times. For storage and protection, we did purchase the collector's edition. Um, this um, is pretty s- similar to the regular edition, um, but it um, does have plenty of space for storage. It has a lot of room within the box. You can sleeve your cards, which I recommend because you will be shuffling them and using them a lot. We still haven't gone through the entire deck, but we've come pretty close. Yeah, we've um, in a game, we've um, usually come pretty close to using all the cards. If it was a four-player game, I imagine we would be running through the deck and having to shuffle up midway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend sleeving. And then, Oscar, what about that expansion? So, it's, just, it's a bunch of more... It's just more cards. Yep, so there is expansion available. Again, as I mentioned, we did have the Collector's Edition, which came with the expansion. We have not played it yet. Um, the Oscar keeps asking us to, and it um, has a few more cards, so you get a little bit of something that you can mix up with the game. What do you say, Oscar? Should other people listening to this play Everdell? Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun, and it's very family friendly. The box says fourteen plus. You do not need to be fourteen to play this game. You can get into it and start learning um, much earlier. So I'd encourage you to try it out. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for our review of Everdell by Starling Games. Please make sure you're following or visiting our website. At boardwithfamilygames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And there you can find a link to purchase Everdell. You can find links to our other board game reviews for your family as well. Um, Please make sure that you are following us wherever you get your podcast and reviewing us as well. Every review helps us um, grow this podcast. And of course, you can at our website donate to help keep this podcast alive. So again, thank you for joining us and we hope you join us back in a couple weeks for another board game review. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. Bye.